What's up, everybody? I'm Justin Maycat here with my sister, Melissa McCack. Hey, everybody. And we are Room 51, where we talk all things board gaming. And today, we're joined by a very special guest, Jen Barlett, the board game librarian. Hey, everyone. I, I, I'm always like, Whoo, who is this board game librarian? I don't even know. We're talking about me. I'm so happy to be with the two of you today um, and that I finally got Zoom to work by yeah. Melissa's suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> derp big old derp <laughs> yeah we are super excited to have you on yes and today we're doing a role for thought where we talked and discuss about some topic in the board gaming universe that we think is worth discussing and today we're talking about uh inclusive game groups and kind of how to form them and maintain an inclusive game group and right before we get into that we just want to announce that tomorrow at 8 p.m we're going to be streaming live on our Twitch, the Room 51 Awards. So we're going to be live on Twitch at Room 51 Live at 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Yes, we are very excited. Yes. All exciting. right. <laughs> so now let's get into uh, forming and maintaining an inclusive game group. And since you're our guest, Jen, why don't you hit us off? So... A little on my background, too. I get asked sometimes, are you a real-life librarian? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm a real-life librarian. Um, so I, I grew up in a very diverse town here in Connecticut, and um, I work in an equally diverse town um, about 15 minutes north, um, west, northeast of Hartford, kind of in Yukon country of sorts. And for me, it's always been like, working at home. It's very comfortable to me. These are like my kind of people. For eight years, I worked in a community that was very privileged and very homogenous of sorts. Um, where when, you know, they said to you, oh, do you live here in town? And I would say, oh, no, I live in blah, blah, blah. They'd be like, eh, yes. <laughs> no. Like a bunch of Yaleys, really. You know, you think when you think of Connecticut, you think probably Yaleys and our Gold Coast people, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so my working group has been going, oh gosh, almost five years now. And this is at my library that I work at. And for me, there were a bunch of very important goals, um, among which were getting people my age, 18 to 35, kind of that millennial demographic in because our age group tends to drop off of going to libraries after high school, they go to college or life happens, they have children and maybe they come back to the library. Um, and really having our group reflect our community. Um, again, with Manchester being so diverse, um, it's important that our programming, our book collection, everything that we do in the library reflects our diversity. Um, so, and as a female gamer as well, one of my most important goals was to create a space that female gamers felt very comfortable coming in because, you know, I think many of us have been in situations where we've walked into an FLGS before. It's all guys. Maybe the workers are all guys. You know, I've walked in with my husband and we get the, oh, what do you want to pick up for your husband? And it's like, I'm sorry, what? Wow. Okay, great, cool, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's, that's so antiquated and so wrong. And 
to me reaching kind of what would be considered quote-unquote non-traditional gamers um, and creating spaces for them was deeply important. Um, and, you know, I, I frequently say that being a librarian and working in a library, if we don't believe that everyone is welcome in our doors, then we shouldn't be working in this profession or this field. You know, we'll often say that libraries are one of the last few bastions of democracy where we don't ask you who you are, where you came from, you know, you know your gender identity. We don't ask you your religion, your race, your sexual orientation. We don't ask you those questions. You come in the door, we do our best to help you with whatever task you need, whether it's filing immigration papers or job resumes or job applications or helping you and your family get set up in story time. You know, those have to be our fundamentals. Um, so over the years, we've, like any game group, had our bumps in the roads. Um, I have one, I've had one particular gentleman, a middle-aged white guy, um, who has been really rude to our female teachers to be um, really kind of um, disparaging to you know when my husband used to teach with us and if I was off teaching a game and you know my husband was teaching this one but someone else was asking him a question and I would walk over he'd be like well I'm gonna wait for your husband and I have no I have no I have no tolerance for that. I have no patience yeah. for that. This person also got super jazzed. If you've played Endeavor, Age of Sail, there's uh -huh. some slave cards yeah. in there. And this person got really jazzed about the slave cards and like okay. really into it. And I was like, oh, please, you need to like haul it out of here. Yeah. Just, no, what is wrong with you? Come on. That's crazy too, just because Endeavor, I feel like it handles the notion of slavery so eloquently in terms yeah. of like getting abolished and then like it actually being worth negative uh for you i think it uh because we were even speaking to somebody who works at burn island games and she was like it kind of like it, it feels wrong to take it right oh, absolutely you know, yes. in the game so it's amazing that this person okay yeah um but over the years you know i call it like the shunning <laughs> <laughs> which is really I don't know like it sounds like a bad horror film of sorts where these types of people who bring that negative energy racist you know misogynist homophobic whatever thoughts we've like shunned them <laughs> and they just don't come anymore um you know they're not really welcomed by their fellow gamers when they sit down at the tables because that's not the space that we are looking to create and you know i again i want everyone who comes in to feel comfortable to tell their friends to bring their grandma if grandma wants to come you know um yeah and i you know, I, I, I don't claim to have all of the answers, of course. There's always things that we are working on and working towards. Um, you know, I've had um, over the years a lot of really steady um, teachers because I work on a um, teaching model at my group um, who are African-American, who are Latinx. Um, and, you know, again, having that representation, of course, matters. It's so important. 
um, for when people walk in to see, you know, that we are so diverse, that we are so welcoming, that we're all getting along so well together. Um, I posted a couple of days ago on my page, my Facebook page about, you know, things that we can all be doing better. And one of the goals when I'm able to have an in-person board game group again is to really reach out to our local um, African-American designers that I can host them at the library, yeah. make a much more concerted effort with them, really boost um, my circulating collection of games that are um, persons of color designers or illustrators. Um, because again, our community is so diverse and it's so important to my work that this is reflected in this very small collection as well. Um, yeah. I'll briefly say about our library circulating collection of games. We have like 275 of them. And what's been so rewarding is even beyond the group, which kind of hits a smaller portion of society, is the reaction from our public and how important it was to me to offer these to those who are less fortunate yeah. because i mean for us i mean we have privilege of sorts and the fact that we are able to buy these games yeah, yeah. in my community there's some parts where 42 percent of the population live below the poverty line which is insane it's just yeah. insane i mean these people can't even really afford to put food on their tables, let alone to buy the latest, you know, tapestry or yeah. Twilight Imperium 4. They just can't. Um, and we do offer a family game night as well, which is super diverse when people come out. It's wonderful. Everyone's playing together, having a great time. Um, you know, we offer free snacks too, because again, for some people, they can't afford it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, and, and, huge diverse group of people who check out our games as well um so yeah. it's it's rewarding um but again there's, there's always so much more that we can be doing yeah that's awesome uh i know so when i first got into like any sort of gaming hobby in, in a community it was with magic the gathering when i was like 14 and uh the local game store, and I'm not going to like name call them or anything, just they're nice people, but they do not have an inclusive model going mm. for them, in my opinion. Specifically with uh, women, uh, those magic tournaments were purely male. There yeah. could be 30 people at a time, it was purely male. They hosted a PTQ that had like a little over 200 people. I would say at least, I mean, honestly, I think 99% of it was still male. If I was uh, a girl at the time, I don't know if I would have been comfortable going to those tournaments by myself, especially they would end at midnight and then I had to walk home. I don't know if I would have been comfortable at all doing that. Uh, and I think that's actually kind of sad in, already in that regard of I, I don't think that – so it's already this male-dominated thing. How do we bridge that gap to make it like, hey, even though we're – so you have to realize we're a bunch of guys in this room right now. How do we make it that people that aren't like us, especially if like, we're all white males, how do we make it that people that aren't white males can come into this room and feel completely comfortable to play games with us? 
Uh, I don't think that the local dame store by me made any attempt towards that. And I think that already is really sad. And then also with what you brought up about um, the whole uh, money being an issue. I mean, for me, I, I was lucky in that I would be able to do like paint jobs for my dad, who was a super. So I would paint apartments. Mm-hmm. I would get money and blow the money on Magic the Gathering. <laughs> um, that, that's just what I would do. And yeah. right there, that was I was fortunate to even be able to do that. But it really sucks for people that like they don't have the money to do that. So already that's a barrier to entry. And then even like you mentioned about food, there'd be times where I would completely skip dinner for that tournament. Like I wouldn't yeah. eat. Um, and I had no ways yeah. of dead. I, I spent all my money on Magic the Gathering. I couldn't afford any form of food. Um, and that right there is even something that I was thinking of that if I were ever to start forming a whole board gaming group at a local game store, I would want it that we can get food of some sort, like order yeah. a pizza pie for people, things like that. Like just yeah. have it that I said, people don't have to, I, I want it to be that the only thing people have to worry about is having fun with the game they're playing not those outside issues for a little bit. You know, I don't want people to feel yep. uncomfortable about their identity and about things like money and whatnot, because these are all these major barriers to entry that should be unnecessary. And I definitely think it's up to, especially local game stores, I'm calling out all local game stores, uh, make, try to make an inclusive community. Uh, and I think that our local game store has completely failed, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that ultimately it comes down to a sense of belongingness. I yep. work, uh, I work in a college, and I work with students who uh, have had who have not had the same opportunities for education, mm-hmm. and so they would not have been able to go to this college if not for this program that was put in place. Uh, so I work with these students as uh, their counselor, and it always comes down to the fact of like, do I even belong here? Do I belong in college? Right. Um, and it's the same anywhere, right? In anything that we do in terms of playing games even. And I've spoken about this before uh, on our channel, but it's part of our humanity to play, right? To want to play uh, so that it's become like, oh, board games are for like white men. You know, it is ridiculous to me. I, I've had it even um, at a convention where like I was buying uh, a certain game and I was buying an expansion for that game and the person who I was you know who's I guess like kind of selling it to me right I was just at the cash register and they said you know the expansion makes that game harder I was like all right yeah like I, I know you know <laughs> so I, I get it whatever and then later at another place in the convention I was getting a game that was more gateway and they're like oh yeah you would like it it's really easy to like understand and blah 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 and I'm like you know, I'm feeling a little like, was is this like what I think is happening right now? Like, is my intelligence level not enough because of like how I present myself? Uh, so just in terms of that, and then even in terms of like uh, our gaming group, right? Where, uh, well, first of all, on our team, we came out with Meet the Team. Our whole team is pretty much women <laughs> um, yeah. and uh, uh, of multiple races as well. And even for me, who's more like gender fluid in a way, uh, for our gaming group, just having that gender representation, having that racial representation uh, makes people feel like they belong here. Yes. And I think, I think it also goes back to the game itself, right? Does the game itself just show a bunch of white men getting to be the hero of the story? Or is there racial diversity? Is yeah. there gender diversity? 
yeah. there sexual diversity, uh, sexual orientation? Um, so yeah, that's what I, I, you know, like, why can't we all just play together, you know? Yeah. Uh, I feel like we belong here together, trying to do whatever it is we're trying to do in the game. Totally, totally there with you, Melissa. Um, I had a very similar experience at Gen Con 2018, where I walked up to a very well-known publisher, and one of the workers was a very well-known um, personality in uh, our industry. And this person's a female. And she said to me, same thing. Um, oh, you know, is your husband off buying more games? Or, you know, are you buying this for him? And it was like, this is like a woman saying yeah. it to another woman. Why are you, why are you using that? I don't understand. And you bring up such a great point too about, you know, and I've been such a huge advocate too, and very loud about it, not only accessibility, which is inclusion as well too, for a community like mine, where, you know, 12% of them are Spanish speaking. I, we have a very large um, Indian and Bangla population as well, where, you know, they're speaking um, Hindi or, um, or Bangla, um, that we have games that are language independent, you know, something small like that, having something as small as um, color, colorblind people, you know, options like that. Yeah. But in terms of like the characters you can play in the games, I don't understand why it continues to still be a problem where it's all white guys. Um, you know, that we don't have that representation across the board. It's not hard. I, yeah. It's laziness, really. Um, and when you're playing a game and it's, you know, you again, like everything else in literature and movies and video games, um, or you don't see yourself yeah. represented, you know, you're turned off of sorts. Um, and, you know, we continue to have these conversations and some companies are doing such great work at really making strides and that others just continue to not get it. <laughs> They're not hiring yeah. people who um, are diverse and bring diverse perspectives on, you know, so many levels, you know, it's still the same schmooze. That's like my word of the day over <laughs> here today. The same schmooze, um, you know, and they're, and, and, and again, like Justin was saying, our local game stores really have to be kind of the grassroots efforts here and the groups that they are creating making sure that non-traditional gamers are feeling welcomed. Um, again, because I've walked into so many places too and been like, well, I'm the only lady in here. Well, I guess, you know, and it's all <laughs> what I consider to be like bros. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to have staff who are, you know, very diverse um your teachers you know if you're doing demos um there's really no excuse for it. and again there is so much more that we can be doing and i don't know at all you know right. i come from privilege of course because i am a white woman um i had educational opportunities that so many other people like you know like you were saying melissa don't have 
Um, but gosh darn it, you know, I, I got to work my hardest to make sure that, you know, students like that you work with every day, you know, that we're helping them. Yeah. And helping them achieve their dreams. Um, so I get, I get, I get mad. I get so mad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so mad. Rage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to get mad. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, and hopefully, you know, and, and we've had some really great conversations, I hope, this week, just people in general, and, and probably some very hard conversations, too, with family and friends and coworkers. But I don't know, maybe I'm a Pollyanna over here, and I hope that people really are good and that they can see good and make positive change because if you don't believe that we're in a world of trouble <laughs> yeah yeah and even in terms of like not believing that um i know that there are some people who are like what's the big deal like it's not like that or they don't see it um and i guess and i don't want to shoot those people down either right because i could i, I could see where where you might be coming from in terms of like not being aware right because if you haven't been met with that sort of discrimination, then how could you possibly know it to be true, really, right? And how could you uh, even filter, like, you have your lens filtered, right? Um, true. And uh, whose fault is that? I don't know, right? Because if, you, if, if you've grown up your whole life thinking this one thing and now everybody's like, no, like, what you thought to be true is not true, you're you get defensive, right? It's like, what do you oh, mean? Absolutely. You know, uh, and I totally understand that, like defense mechanisms just flaring, right? Uh, and nobody wants to feel like a bad person, right? Uh, and and maybe you're not a bad person, right? You just, you're, you're not uh, possibly uh, aware of what is going on. Um, and I guess it's more a matter of like, you don't have to necessarily feel guilty, but just, if you could take the time to like just read, right, uh, and learn what's going on, yes, read, yeah. boy, you librarian, <laughs> um, and uh, listening, right, just listening to what people have to say because uh, their stories, you know, they're 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 true, and there's a lot of emotion behind it, um, and everybody wants the same thing. Going back to that sense of belonging, right? Everybody wants that, no matter who you are. Uh, but we are, we're all accountable to making sure that everybody does feel that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I commented for someone, you know, some people, some persons of color right now are feeling, you know, like there's a burden on them as well, because white people, I guess, well-intentional white people, I'm hoping, are going to their friends who are persons of color and asking them a lot of questions. And, you know, and, and this is maybe just my nature, but for me, reading, researching, and listening, and like observing and having empathy too, yeah, yeah. are so important in, in so much of what I do that, you know, going up to, you know, a friend of mine who is a person of color and being like, well, what should I know right now? <laughs> it, it's a lot and there's so much going on, you know? Um, and again, I could be very well-intentioning, um, but yeah. yeah yeah it's tough it's complicated absolutely all right cool thank you thank you so much jen for this conversation yeah uh, oh. <laughs> and and again you know i 
always looking to educate myself and learn and know that I'm a person in progress too. Mm -hmm. And then we can all do more. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's Me really too. well put. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I think that this conversation could go on for, you know, years really and should yeah. be. <laughs> yes. um, but yes. I think that we could go into, just for the sake of time right now, uh, we could go into our five second summaries. So Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on? All right. So five second summaries is a bit of a, uh, a fun note to end off on. <laughs> uh, and essentially, so what I'm going to do is I have the BGG top 100 pulled up on my screen right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to randomly get a game from the top 100. And I'm going to start a five second timer for myself. In those five seconds, I'm going to describe the game without naming the game or naming any mechanisms, the publisher or designer, I can't do that. So I have to describe the game with avoiding all of that. So for example, with, you know, if I got Blood Rage, I can't say uh, area of control. I can't do that, you know? And I can't say Eric M. Lang, because I think he's the yeah. designer, right? Yeah, okay. Um, I can't do that. Uh, so yeah, so I'm at five seconds, and then one of you is gonna have to like shoot your hand up, you know? <laughs> and whoever I see shoot up first, I'm gonna call on you, and you are going to give me your guess as to what game I'm describing. Uh, if you get it right, you get a point. If you don't, the other person gets a chance. If they get it right, they get a point. We're gonna do this for 10 games unless we need a tiebreaker. I'm ready. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. I'm ready. Here we go. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm going to randomly choose a game. Okay, and turn the timer. Uh, you uh, have to survive and make the fire. Melissa. Robinson Crusoe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just write that down. That was like a softball one for me too. Like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> it's funny because I was just talking about Robinson Crusoe. Please. <laughs> All right. So Melissa won Gen Zero. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And Joe, uh, you have guests that stay inside of a place, and I don't really know how this game plays. Uh, Jen. Grand Austria Hotel. Yes. Dang. We just Dang played it yesterday. Good. I've oh, never played that me game. Me neither. I really want to. I think it's out of print right now. It's I Lookout know. Games. I, I so. think, yeah, it's wishy-washy. Uh, I've never played that game, so I really hoped that the game actually uses what a hotel does. <laughs> <laughs> so I just described what the hotel does. <laughs> Totally done. <laughs> All right, and um, scary times in a big house that's like journeys to Middle Earth. Uh, Melissa. Mansions of Madness. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking of betrayal. Uh, okay. I wasn't. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that's why I said like journeys of Middle Earth. Yeah. Oh, just, I was like, yes. it gets compared to a lot. Yeah, so yeah. Yes. Like, That's all I can think of. Because I was scared I would describe it like Betrayal of House on the Hill. Um, all right, so Melissa 2, Gen 1. All right, I'm doing way better so far than I did last time. Yeah, last time, time we had Andy on, and it was, it was yeah. trash. The second year of a really bad disease. Jen. Pandemic Legacy Season 2? Yes. Oh. <laughs> awesome. That was so specific, amazing. <laughs> That's why I said the second year. I was like, 
All right, nice, nice. So two to two, two to two. All right, here we go. Um, I think this is a pirate or zombie game. I don't know. What? <laughs> this is not good. It's in the BGG top 100. That's a hint. I think they all are, right? <laughs> I have no idea. You you didn't even describe anything. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Jen, 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 all you. Zombie side? No. 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 That's a fair guess. Will it see that any guesses? No, tiny epic pirates. <laughs> I would have known that's a pirate theme. <laughs> uh, too many bones. Oh. What, what, I, I know of it. I've never like really looked into it. It's like an RPG-ish Yeah, thing. it is. I, yeah. Cool. yeah. I, I looked into it, and I wasn't sure if that was the same one or not. And whenever I hear like bones, I'm like, oh wait, is that referring to pirates or zombies or the undead? Yeah, know. that's what I've wanted to try playing. Yeah, it's right, so, it's pretty good. It is okay. It looks okay. cool. Yeah. It looks fun. So it's still two to two, and we have five more games coming up. All right, let's, let's do it. it. I'm gonna win this. It's my show. Okay. <laughs> um, boots on the ground for near near. Uh, Melissa. Star Wars Imperial Assault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was that would that have been your guess, Jen? Would have been Rebellion. Rebellion, okay. When you said boots it, on the ground, on I was the ground. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's immediately how I know it. Like that's the one that's like that. Okay. Nerd alert. <laughs> yeah. All right. So three to two. Melissa's right. in the lead. We only have four yep. more games coming up though. Let's do it up. <laughs> um you build a society uh, throughout time. Melissa. Oh. Seven Wonders. No. No. Jen. Through, through the ages. Yeah. yeah three to dang. Three. I couldn't say you build a civilization. Yeah. Uh, a new story of civilization. Can't use the name. Throughout is one word, though, right? Yeah. So I, right? Am I wrong about that? Yeah. Okay. Because we have to ask the librarian. How to yes, spell I, I wasn't asking Melissa. I was asking. The <laughs> oh, oh, burn! <laughs> burn! You All build right. a farm and you can kill your pigs. I uh, saw Melissa go up first. Agricola. Yeah. Okay. You can kill your pigs in that one, can't you? I don't know. I I've never played it. Me I played neither. Caverna. Caverna. Yeah. Caverna. Yeah. yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> I think you can kill your pits as I was watching Our Family Plays games uh, talk about it, and I think they were upset about being able to kill your pits in this game. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, so it's four I to mean... three. We have two more games coming up. Right. Let's do it up. Uh, I don't know about this game, but I'm assuming you are an art collector. Uh, Jen. The gallerist? Yeah. Yes. That's a, yeah. <laughs> I have no clue about anything. I couldn't think of the game. name. Fantastic. All right, this is it. This yeah. Is it. All right, what's the score? Four to four. Whoever oh, takes this one wins it. I. <laughs> nope. Okay. Um, 
terraforming Mars, but the water. Jen. What? I don't know. I looked over and saw her thumb up. I mean, I'm well. You mean you, you? If it's what I'm thinking, it is. You maybe said the word. I as... said the word. Oh yeah, underwater cities, right? Oh, yeah. that's a push. I have to do another name. Dang, my thumb was totally up first too. <laughs> was it? I apologize. <laughs> if that's true. We'll have to look at the comment section for that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Where's Dean? He's on my side. I'm right, sure. Uh, <laughs> moon, moon blots the sun. Sun blots the moon. Melissa. Rising sun. No. This is actually a decent hit in my opinion. Oh, I know it now. No. <laughs> Do you want me to repeat my clue? You said moon blocks the sun, sun blocks the moon. Nope. I, I just take the guess. Uh, Empires of the Void. No. Eclipse. Eclipse, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was being very little, uh, literal on uh -huh. the name. All right, so we are still tied at 4 hey, to 4. I've got this. Come on. <laughs> uh, magic people, when they mix chemicals, are told this. Melissa. Alchemist? Yes. Yeah. All right. Melissa Tate, she is 2 and 0. Oh. Will any yes. test the feeder? 5 Undefeated. to 4. Can never be beaten. Jen did play a, a mean <laughs> game, though. She played. She yeah, played I was sweating. I was a little nervous there. I almost had it with Eclipse. and. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's All right. True. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for joining yeah. us here today. Where can people find you? This was so much fun. I, we laughed. We competed <laughs> against each other. We had yeah. some serious talk, too. Yes. Um, Instagram is really my jam. It's uh, at boardgame.librarian. I have a newer Facebook page, the Board Game Librarian. There's all sorts of stuff. You can just Googles. Do the old Googles. But again, thank you so much. Yeah, we were really excited to have you. Absolutely. We've been meaning to like get you on here, but we finally yeah. did it. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been another Roll for Thought. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at This Is Room 51. Let us know what you think of our conversation, inclusive groups, what you thought of our little game at the end, and everything. This has been Room 51.